mailbag day here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. As promised, Iron Bird. That is Jake. Jake, welcome back. Welcome back to the continental United States. Your vacation, I'm sure, was lovely, sir. It was. And I, I guess we just save to the mailbag when it's week one. That's, oh. that's oh. really... We're yeah, so close. true mailbag season. We're close. This, this, I texted you before this that just doesn't feel like any ordinary mailbag. It just feels mm-hmm. like we're near. We're, we're, we're getting closer and closer. Maybe, maybe we're going to do one more mailbag before we actually get to week one Saturday mailbag, which, oh, scenes, scenes when we're in week one. One more mailbag. I mean, listen, the drafts for people are probably beginning this weekend, August 21st and 22nd. Yeah. 20th, 21st, whatever that is. Yep, um, I've, ar- I've already done two. Yeah. Um, I personally think that's idiotic. I think you have to wait until Labor Day for obvious reasons. Oh, but- well, well, my home leagues that are worth significant amounts of money are until the end of the last preseason game. Okay, fair. So, including my first one right in the middle of the last preseason game when all the starters should eventually be out of said game. Yeah, I mean, I thought that last year. I go, huh, well, maybe all the starters will be done after the second preseason game. If we draft before the third preseason game, the starters won't play. It's the last one, right? Nope, not the case. Nope. Nope, so you just got to pray for no, uh, no tears, no bumps, no bruises, no suspensions, nothing, nothing of... Uh, of the sort Um, correct but we have 18 questions today so a lot to get a lot to get into so let's just crack on into the mailbag 18 questions gotta open up my pen because we're gonna keep track here jake hit me what do you got one to 18 let's just split the deck number nine Number nine. This is from Logan. Jake, where is Logan possibly from? Of all the places on planet Earth, where does Logan reside? Life, death, taxes, deep sleeper, Portland, Oregon in the mailbag. That's a beautiful place. We love Portland. Shout out Portland. Can't wait for Portland to be represented uh, during week one and throughout the entire season. Home of the Basement Talk podcast and its family of podcasts. Logan asks very simple question actually why the disrespect for cordero patterson well do you want me to start with the obvious reasons please go ahead i mean number one he's cordero patterson right he hasn't necessarily had the most storied career and it's not like he's like this young ascending player that Okay, if he was like in his 20s, okay, I understand. But he's kind of been around forever. And last year was really the first year he's ever been relevant. And if he was playing for an offense like the Chiefs offense or the Bengals offense or the Bills, one of those, one of the even a top 10 offense, okay, going to resume the same role, maybe a little bit less of a workload. We can have a conversation. But he's playing for the Atlanta Falcons, who on paper, I think, have the worst offense in the entire NFL. Honestly. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you disagree with me or not, but no, I, I, I don't disagree. I think that's very spot on. Right, and they, you know, they just drafted Tyler Algier. It's just tough to see, and Matt Ryan's not there either, which I think hurts Cordell Patterson because he was a checkdown safety blanket option for Matt Ryan, who likes to think and dunk. Where Marcus Mariota 
feel like it's just going to be kind of like a college offense type feel with Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota, um, where I just don't know if there's going to be a ton of design for Cordero Patterson on the weekly game plan. So I'm not basing my fantasy season off of him. He was a nice waiver ad last year that you can plug in. He was a nice story. But in terms of drafting and putting stock into it, a waiver is a waiver. That's not putting any stock into it. You can't get screwed completely for the year with a waiver ad. But middle of my fantasy draft, that's a meaningful pick right there. And unfortunately, Cordero Patterson's not fitting those plans. So Cordero Patterson in drafts right now for anybody that is interested is going 104th overall. Um, it's not terrible, but it's just not, it's not really something that I want to go after. Where do you have him in your ranks, Jake? I have my RB 36. I have him as my RB 33. So I guess I'm a little higher on him than you. Yeah. A, l- a little bit. I, I I would expect him to settle pretty, pretty much in, the, in like the low, the low to mid 30 range uh, for me would probably be where I'm going to, I'm going to settle with him, but th- there were just so many underlying numbers with Cordero Patterson that just do not fare well for him from weeks one to 14 last year, which was really his peak of when Cordero Patterson was most valuable he averaged around 16 fantasy points per game. That number is going to come down, number one. Number two, he was targeted on one of every four routes that he ran. That is an unsustainable number. That was number one amongst all running backs in the National Football League from a year ago, 25% target share. That's just not happening. That's uh, not- Especially with Drake London in the fold now. They, who's the number one? Russell Gage last right. year? Give me a break. Right. You have Drake London there. You have Kyle Pitts is going to be back there. You, the, the Falcons just drafted Tyler Algier, who is going to be featured. Damian Williams. Damian Williams as well. And it, not, not to mention as well, I don't know if you watched any of the, the Falcons uh, from over the weekend. Quandre Allison looked pretty good. He looked he looked half decent. Yeah, not he saying he's going to factor in. But yeah, well, it, it is I, I don't Allison, want any Falcon but, on my team. Maybe Algier late, but other than that, no. I'm, I'm all right. The number that I, I was very nervous about when doing the dive on Cordero Patterson is looking at Mariota. I'm trying to look at what Marcus Mariota did when he was at Tennessee with his running backs. Running backs under Marcus Mariota in Tennessee totaled 4.6 targets per game, about a 17.7% target share. Yeah, no, I no, I don't want that. And, Need to also factor in that Arthur Smith has also said that the workload is going to be reduced a little bit. Now, what a little bit means, I don't know, but will be reduced for Cordero Patterson in 2022. I I want no part of that. Real quick before we move on, Cordero Patterson, or I love this game, Rashad Penny. Oh, Penny. Cordero Patterson or Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I... I gotta look at my ranks. This one, I have Patterson higher, but I think I'd rather take a chance on, on Stevenson. I have the same. I feel the same way. Um, Ramondre, oh, excuse me, uh, Cordell Patterson or Damian Pierce. Oh, I would probably go Pierce. I tell you what, I'm good friends with the with the Texans insider who's now working with the Texans. He's with the Jets last year. He te- He's been adamant that Damian Pierce is going to be the featured running back for the Texans this year. And I, I want that everywhere. Yep. I mean, I'm let's see. I had Damian Pierce before. I had him as my RB46 before. And then before my move, he is now my RB39. 
It's my RB40. I'm con- I've contemplated moving him up. We'll have to see how things play out before. Well, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, who are you going to move Damian Pierce uh, over? Right now, he's pretty much – he's neck and neck with, like, uh, Michael Carter, James Cook, uh, Cordero Patterson in terms of, like, those range of running backs. But I like I like the upside of Damian Pierce a lot. You taking Damian Pierce in your draft or Tony Pollard? Assuming you don't have Zeke. Uh, what's the scoring? Full PPR. I would take Pollard. I don't know about that. I would take Pollard as close. Half half and none, I would take Damian Pierce. Okay, fair argument. So nine is gone. Jake, next up. Number four. Number four, this is from Sean. Sean is from Bethesda, Maryland. Sean asks, when is it too soon to consider drafting Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews? Interesting question because I'm faced with the same predicament. First of all, let me ask you this, Jake. Who do you have higher in your ranks, Kelsey or Andrews? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey for me as well. Okay, so we're in the same boat. Um, Where is – I know you had said you just started, you know, going through your top 100. Yes, Um, they're both ranked in them. Where did you – where do you have uh, both of them ranked? All right, so I have Kelsey, believe it or not, as my 11th ranked player. Okay. And I have Mark Andrews as my 20th overall player. I have Kelsey at 15. I have Andrews at 20. Yeah. So, so I actually think Kelsey's going to have a really monster season. I know we disagree a little bit there, but I think really this, this I would have to look at what his career year is because I don't know exactly off the top of my head. Well, I can but, tell you. Yeah. While you do that, I'll just explain. Go ahead. Um, it's just, you look at the targets in Kansas City. I get it. Juju Smith Schuster is a big name. They just drafted Sky Moore. They signed Marquez Valdez Scantling to a lot of money. I just think Patrick Mahomes is a little Aaron Rodgers like where he throws it to the guys he trusts. And the trust factor with Kelsey has to be off the charts compared to the other targets. So you look at Travis Kelsey's absurd target shares from the last, what, three years. Is there any reason to think that won't increase without Tyreek Hill? Right. If you're looking for his career, his career year came in 2020. In 15 games, he had 105 catches on 145 targets, 14, 16 yards, 13 and a half yards per reception, and 11 touchdowns. Ooh, the yards are going to be tough to beat. The yards are going to be tough to beat, but he basically, for his career, he basically is sitting at a 12, 1300 yard guy. Yeah. So if you're saying to me that baseline for Kelsey is that he's going to be say let's just stick conservative we'll say 1200 yards nine touchdowns which is basically what he did uh, a year ago 92 catches 1125 yards nine touchdowns he can repeat what he did last year that's like a baseline to say okay that's a fine year but I thought last year Kelsey was a, a little like it wasn't a typical Kelsey year where you were just like, yes, this is like a, this is a, you, you slept good player. No, yeah. I agree. You, you didn't sleep good sometimes with Kelsey and, and right. usually you do. Right. But, when, you, when you normally do. Well, you had those games where Tyree Hill was popping off for 40 or 50 points too. Right. And that's not available in the chiefs offense right now. And you know, we talk about it all the time. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Chargers. Those are offenses that, you want to invest significant stock in. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think 11 is, is 
the earliest I would take Kelsey. I mean, listen, I'm picking nine and I'm kind of swayed away from my uh, decision, but I was thinking about taking Kelsey at nine. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I wouldn't laugh at you for if you, if you were seriously going to consider taking Kelsey at nine. I think for me, the earliest that I would consider both Kelsey at, well, Kelsey, I would consider at around 13th overall. I think that's where I would consider him. And then Andrews, I would consider, I would consider around 17, 18th overall. So basically the, like the middle of round two is where I would, I would consider both of them. I would start really thinking about both of them as realistic enough options where you could take them. I think, I think that the thing with Kelsey and Andrews though, there isn't really a spot in round two where I would say that you're reaching for them because you could realistically say that they belong in the top end of round two or they belong in the bottom end of round two. A, it depends on how much you value your tight ends. B, it depends on how much you value the guys that are around them and who you're taking going to be taking Kelsey and Andrews over. And C, it also really depends on who you who you have in round one. If you feel like you have a locked and loaded guy that you could build your team around to then say you could say to yourself, you know what, I'm comfortable with going to get Kelsey, I'm comfortable with going to get Andrews, then you do it. Then you do it. And the good thing about both these guys to me is they're the number one receivers on their team and they're a tight end. Yeah. So you can basically justify it as I'm getting a wide receiver one in my tight end spot. And if I hit on another receiver and then the next round go receiver or whatever you want to do, you can really justify it. But you, you really have to nail the middle of your draft if you go with one of these guys. I just want to make fantasy managers aware of that. Now, let me ask let me ask you this, because I, wa- I want to check on something before we uh, completely move on from the from the subject. But let me ask you. If you had to pick one that you feel more comfortable with going into the year, assuming everything is perfect, say Lamar is healthy, Mahomes is healthy, everything is perfect, who would you go for? I would go with Kelsey because I think Bateman's going to have a big year for the Ravens this year. Yeah, I would would go with, with Kelsey as well. So if we're looking at the numbers from a year ago, Andrews had 301 points. Kelsey had 262 points factored those in with the receivers. Mark Andrews would have finished as the wide receiver six and Travis Kelsey would have finished as the wide receiver 10. Yeah. If you're getting that from your tight end spot. That's great. That's great. That's great. And you're you're sleeping pretty comfortably, but the week to week with Kelsey wasn't as, wasn't as nice. And you also need to factor in as well that even when Lamar Jackson was out, Mark Andrews was just was ridiculous because he Tyler was just Huntley, yeah. he, Tyler Huntley was just loving Mark Andrews and I don't blame him. Is is it fair to say, you know, if something were to happen to Mahomes, do we think that Kelsey would still be as locked and loaded? You know, I don't are you so. comfortable with Kelsey? I, I don't think so. Certainly not at this particular uh, range in your draft. I think in terms of just options that you have on a team, yeah. But it's not like a receiver. Like we saw, remember when Russell Wilson went, I almost said Westbrook, wow. Russell Wilson went down for the Seattle Seahawks last year. We just saw DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett just completely disappear. Yeah. Well, Geno Smith was locked in on uh, on DK. DK had better numbers with Geno Smith than Russell Wilson. Uh, well. Good, good luck if you want to – I don't think Gino Smith's going to be the starter there. I think it's going to be no. Drew Locke. I think it's going to be Drew Locke as well. I think it's going to be Drew Locke. 4-9. Uh, 
Let's go with number 18. 18. This is from Justin. Jake, where is Justin from? Beverly Hills, California. Beautiful place. Are we talking with Justin Timberlake? What's up, JT? Uh, maybe. So Justin Timberlake wants to know, by position, which rookies are in the best spot to produce immediately? Oof. So let's just go position by position, shall we? Okay. Let's go to the running backs. Uh, excuse me, to the quarterbacks. So you're looking at Kenny Pickett, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Kenny, Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. Kenny Malik Willis isn't going to start this year, probably maybe at like the end of the season if the Titans are out of it. But I mean, we, we just had Mike Rayroll come out and say that he needs to encourage him to throw the ball more. Yep. Yeah. For, it, it, it's Pickett. And he looked uh, great too, Pickett. Yeah, he did. He's he got to start from week one. I think the Steelers are going to I think he's going to start for the Steelers week one. I really do. As he should. As, As he, he should. should. If they, if they have that's any great. hopes of being competitive, then I would think so. And that's great for fantasy managers too, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, I think I would be I would be a little bit more comfortable with Deontay Johnson if it's if it's Pickett. If it's Trubisky, I'm a little worried. I kind of like Chase Claypool a little bit more with Pickett too. I think the the field's going to get stretched out a little bit more. I'm not saying yeah. it. Well, we know me and Chase Claypool aren't the best of friends after last mm-hmm. year, but um, I like the Steelers' offense a lot more um, with Kenny Pickett. Desmond Ritter, I would say, is more of a project long term. I don't think there's any real chance that he's going to take the field this year, barring anything you know catastrophic. I think Matt Corral is a little interesting to take the field though this year. I do like the Panthers with Baker, but if mm-hmm. Baker sputters, I think it's going to go to Corral before Darnold. Uh, the running backs, the running backs here. Uh, you have Brees Hall, you have Damian Pierce, James Cook, Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker. That's about it. Rashawn White. Is a sleeper too. Yep. Rashad White, Zamir White. Nah, Zamir White. Eh. Well, who, who the hell knows what's going on in the backfield? Yeah. Did, uh, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to surprise some people here. I really think it's Damian Pierce. Yeah, that's who I was going to say. And that's the Jet fan in me. I just think that he's best set up. I don't think he's better than, than Brees Hall, but I think he's set up to be the future back from day one. I really do. And you're telling me if I could have Brees Hall in the third round or Damian Pierce in the ninth or tenth round i'm going pierce all day every day so damian pierce is going is going in the 11th round yeah i think that's gonna uptick though when it we have to. our it's gonna uptick you're you're looking at at least the ninth for damian pierce i think labor i'm weekend still comfortable when, with that oh absolutely i'm definitely all i i might honestly overdraft him in the eighth round seriously i really want to get my hands on him this year I'll be I'll be different, even though I was going to say Damian Pierce. I'll say as long as Rashad Penny is not on the football field, I'll say Kenneth Walker, just because the more time Rashad Penny is not on the field right now, the more time Kenneth Walker has to work with the ones, and that's going to be great for anybody that is interested in taking a chance on Kenneth Walker with aim for him to be the starter uh, in Seattle. So I'll say Kenneth Walker. Okay. Uh, the receivers. A whole a whole host of them to choose. Yeah, we Drake don't London, yeah. uh Garrett Wilson. Who 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 do we think? Honestly, there's really something with all of them right now. Yeah. Like Drake I, London got hurt. Burks isn't performing well in practice. Um, Christian Christian Watson finally returned to practice today. Yep. Uh George Pickens is kind of in a crowded situation, even though I do like him. Yeah, he he looked good too. He looked he, good, but he looked good. I mean, how many are they gonna sustain? Like we like Fryermuth, we like De- Don- Deontay Johnson a little bit more now. Chase Claypool mm-hmm. still there. Najee yep. Harris is a fact. Like, are they really going to sustain that many fantasy relevant options? No. I don't think so. No, 
Um, listen, Drake London just got hurt, but I think by default, kind of him. But I don't really love any of these rookies this year. I really, I'm, I, I'm, I'm smitten on Chris Alave. I'm, I'm tempted to say Alave, but nah. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sky Moore in you think Kansas so? City, just because there is, there is a lot to play for in Kansas City. They don't have a number one receiver right now. It could be Juju Smith-Schuster. It could be Sky Moore. It, it could be anybody. To who is that other guy that goes with Travis Kelsey? And I think Sky Moore just fits what Kansas City likes to do. Just have a burner that can run downfield, make big plays. Do I think he'll be the most fantasy relevant guy? Well, he'll be very boomer busty, I think. Like he'll Sky Moore reminds me, you know who he kind of reminds me of? He reminds me a lot of a Rondale Moore. That kind of guy will have that'll have a huge week, that'll have a monster, monster week. Everyone will rush to pick him up. And then he'll suck again. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not that. I mean, if you, you want to hear a sleeper right now, it's Alec Pierce from the Colts. That yeah, I like that one a lot. That that's that's kind of like my sleeper rookie, but I don't know, man. I get it. More is going later in the drafts, but I just think though, from just an overall like put the point of emphasis on the guy, I think it's got to be Drake London. They drafted him first. He's healthy. Will will be healthy. We think before week one. I would say Burks, but apparently he's looked really bad in practice. That's what like the mm-hmm. the word is I've on heard him. The same. I did like what I saw from Garrett Wilson though in the preseason game this past. Yeah, week. he 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 didn't look he didn't look that bad. And if you want to, you know, believe in Rich Samini, it's apparently he's that he looks like the worst receiver in the world uh, during practice. But if we learned anything over the last two years, yeah. any beat reporters that are saying that a receiver looks terrible in practice, you got to be drafting those guys because it happened with Justin Jefferson and it happened with Jamar Chase. Yeah, he looked like a really like defined route runner, and the, yeah. I, I said something stupid, but listen, I know I'll come. It'll come back by me. He almost kind of reminds me a little bit of Devontae Adams when I saw him run routes Oof. in that game. Oof. They put him in the slot. I'm being dead serious with you. He even ran that same classic slot, like the little like zigzag play that Devontae Adams made a living on, mm-hmm. where he just went out and then just went. It was kind of like an out route, but it was kind of like a zag in the same way. Yeah, and just got wide. Like I don't know. There's something there. There's, there's something, something there. I think there's something I think there with the Jets Wilson. offense. If only we can just get Zach Wilson healthy. I actually kind of like that flat. Like, I mean, I don't want to get too off topic, but yeah. And then for for the tight ends, I mean, there's really not much. You know, you're looking at your Greg Dolchicks here. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm just looking through my ranks. Kate Otten. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe Kate Otten, just because it's a tight end playing with Tom Brady, but. Even then, no. you know, Kyle Rudolph is there. Cameron Braid is there. Eh, eh, not, not really for me. If I'm, uh, if I'm being honest, I mean, Trey McBride, just because of how many, how many targets are going to be available in Arizona, maybe. And if something happens to Hollywood, then who knows, but the t- the rookie tight ends are very unexciting. If I'm being honest. It, yeah. I, I don't really like any of them. No. <laughs> to be honest with you. No, I don't have a rookie tight end inside my top 30. Yeah, I don't blame you. Neither do I. All right, four nine eighteen. Number two. Numero two. This is from Charles. Charles is from Watkins Glen, New York. Charles asks, "Are you guys flocking towards higher end, middle, or late quarterbacks?" Good question. 
Um, not higher end. I'm mm-hmm. heading towards like the middle slash later. I start I thinking about I start thinking about a quarterback when I see Dak, Aaron Rodgers, for now Trey Lance, but I expect that to change. Um, those are kind of like the three guys I find myself mo- mocking the most this year in all my drafts. I I, I agree a hundred percent. I when I see Dak start flying off the board, that's when I start thinking about quarterback. And I I found myself as well drafting a lot of Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, um, who else? Trey Lance. I've been drafting a lot of, and he's still going at a reasonable enough price, about 99th overall. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I've been drafting a, a fair share of as well in a few best balls. So those are like the kind the kind of quarterbacks that I've I've been going after. I'm not really going after your Kyler Murray's at 71 overall, Lamar Jackson at 65 overall. It, that's just a little too rich for not for me for, for my blood. My my late round guy because I always like to take two. Um, has been Jameis Winston this year. Yeah, yeah, me as well. Me as well. I actually have been drafting a fair share of Jameis. I actually did a, a best ball uh, Sunday night, and I did draft Jameis in that best ball, and I was pretty happy about that, where Jameis is going right now at 166th overall. Yeah, definitely. Remember, yes, please. Basically free. Bro, there, every year there's one late-round quarterback that is a booming success. Last year it was Joe Burrow. Um, the year before that, was Justin uh, Herbert was Justin Herbert the year before that I believe was Kyler Murray his rookie year yep and then we all know who the guy was in 2018 yeah this is a guy who who then went on to win MVP Lamar Jackson oh no oh yes actually and then the year before that was Patrick Mahomes yeah yeah that's true 17 yep forgot about Lamar Jackson yeah yeah Lamar that guy, that guy, that guy yep. was a thing. Uh, okay, so we have two, four, nine, eighteen gone. Let's go with number ten. Number ten. This is from Kevin. Jake, where's Kevin from? He is from Salem, Massachusetts. Kevin asks, "Where is the best fantasy landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo?" It's not going to happen, but I think it's the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's Seattle Seahawks as well. It's not going to happen. Um. If he were to go to Cleveland, though, I I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't complain either. I'm Amari Cooper, I'm we're back. Let's just oh, say. if Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Cleveland, Amari Cooper, we're so back. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for Cleveland. I really and do. Even, even David and Joku, I I would consider giving David and Joku a nice a nice little bump up in the ranks. Given Jimmy Garoppolo likes to t- incorporate tight ends, I think Kareem Hunt too gets a nice. I don't know how far, but. I think that definitely helps Kareem Hunt. He would get a sol- he would get a solid bump. I don't know if it would be you know seismic, but he would be. I think he'd be comfortably in like the top twenty seven or eight running backs in in full point. Yeah, I yeah. would have a problem with that. So, but he goes he goes to Seattle with DK Metcalf. Holy smokes! There's no way that's happening because then, then, then they would then, become a then major force. Then we're very force. back with DK Metcalf. No, I think Cleveland is the one that I'm really – I mean, if Zach Wilson was missing the air for the Jets this year, I would say he's going to the Jets like now. Oh, oh, yeah. I, we had the conversation when Zach Wilson uh, left the game versus the Eagles. And immediately when I heard, I was like, okay, yeah, if, if there's an ACL situation here, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo might be a Jet by Monday morning. Yeah, I mean, some other teams that make kind of sense. Atlanta. Sure. At- Houston, maybe. Nah, I don't think so. 
Well, if they wanted if they wanted a guy on a one year deal, but I think they're better off just playing just playing Davis they, they, Mills. They, they're pretty point. committed to Davis Mills. Yeah, it, he's gonna he he probably at this point is gonna go to a team that is dealing with a massive QB injury in the middle of the season. Let me tell let me tell you something right now. I think Miami would probably be the best logical fit to reunite makes with Mike McDaniel. Sense. Yeah, and all the weapons they have there. I think he's better than Tua. Oh, I think so too. I, I think, think so too. And if you're too. telling me that eventually Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter in Miami, oof, I can't. I would be two. a lot. I would be a lot more smitten on on Tyreek and uh, and and Mr. Waddle. I'll tell you that right now. Let me tell you something. If Miami, like, can't you see just Miami starting like one and four, and then they go out and trade for Garoppolo? Yep. Yep, I can. I absolutely can, especially with uh, Mike McDaniel there. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Two, four, nine, ten, eighteen. Let's go with five. Five. This is from Mark. Mark is from uh, Kuwait City, Kuwait. Mark asks, speaking of, we just mentioned him. What a guy. Thank you, Mark, for your question. With the uncertainty around Deshaun Watson, is Amari Cooper draftable? He's draftable, but not where he's currently being drafted for me. Where would you be drafting Amari Cooper? I will provide you with uh, the answer in just one moment here. He is going 67th overall. Okay, so that's a lot later than I thought. I haven't been ranked as my wide receiver 29 right now, and I didn't get as far with that in my overall player ranks for my board on my drafts, but I would say he's outside the top 70 players, though. I think he's like an early 70s guy for me. So I have him as my wide receiver 29, and then... In my overalls, I have him at 62. Yeah, I can't have a full season at Jacoby Brissett. No, no. What if you what if you're getting eight games with eight games of Brissett? And who's the other eight with? Deshaun. Yeah, he's absolutely draftable. But he would you I be think, drafting him at his current price, 67 overall? I think I would. Okay. But right. you're not getting a I think he's done for the year. I do too. I do too. And I would be fading any pass catcher on, on Cleveland at that at that price. And I would have to move Cooper down if it is Jacoby Brissett, which would make me very sad because I do love Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, Garoppolo makes a ton of sense there. I mean, how do you invest all that into your team? You can't go with Jacoby Brissett. You can't. Cleveland. You can't. Can't. I mean, unless you're just going to take a wing year, but then, like, Why? 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 I mean, maybe, I mean, I could see like at the end of training camp, the news comes down about Watson. They go get Jimmy Garoppolo. They give him about a week or two to learn the offense and then he plays. Yeah. Yeah. It could make sense. Could. Two, four, five, nine, 10, 18. 17. 17. This is um, Christopher. Jake, where's Christopher from? Salt Lake City, Utah. Beautiful play. Shout out. Adam. Christopher asks, where is the best spot to be drafting Nuke Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins? Where Somebody asked me the same question today. I swear before me. Somebody said that. I said sixth, seventh round. Sixth is the earliest I think about it. I think late seventh. I think that's a steal. And also, it's going to be four games, too, it's looking like as well. Yeah. And he's going 72nd overall right now. I think that's really good. Yep. If you can I- get him 72nd overall, you've done really good. I'm drafting DeAndre Hopkins before I'm drafting Amari Cooper. I'll tell you that much. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And especially if he gets the four games and you're getting him 72nd overall. Oh, yep. you could swing that. It, 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 okay. You start 0-6, you're dead. 
you start zero and four, you still have a heartbeat. Or even Grant, just one and three. I mean, you go five hundred, you're feeling one great. and three. One and three, you're fine. Two and two, huh, you're sitting real pretty. And, and let me tell you something. My league, just for some keeper leagues out there, they're you know round five, six. There's really the start of the keeper point. If you get them for a sixth, you have them next year for a fifth. Yep. Yes. Exactly. So, and that maybe could be where Hopkins' price gets pushed up a little bit because maybe some people will will see that. But keep drafting him while you can while he's getting the six game suspension because the second he gets to a, he goes to a four game, if that's going to happen, he's gonna he's gonna push round or early round six, late round five, if not comfortably in the middle of round five. Yeah, and then that then his price just becomes just becomes silly season. 17, 18, 10, 9, 5, 4, 2. Uh, let's go with number 7. 7. This is Christian. Christian is from Macon, Georgia. Christian asks, what are your thoughts about a no-phone-slash-laptop policy at online drafts? Is paper allowed? Yes, Papers allowed. I love that strategy because then you can just print out your ranks. I mean, yeah, I think if you bring a full, if, if 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 binders are allowed, where you could have your ranks, your notes, everything that you want, and you're collecting modern technology at the door, I love it. I, I actually love it. I might implement that, but I think my league would be like, "Oh, you're an asshole!" Like, oh, you know, oh, oh dude, dude, you would be called a Neanderthal caveman. Yeah. You'd be called every like, everything. Oh, in the we we all we all work jobs. We don't have time to look at this all day. I, exactly, exactly. But I love it. I love I, it. I think I, it's, I think it's a idea. genius idea. That's a genius idea. I mean, if I could just print out my ranks, like okay, fine. <laughs> like, right, right. You just print out print out your ranks. You print out any other information that you need, and boom, you're good. I do that anyway, to be honest with right. you. I do too. I do too. The only thing that I really use my laptop for, I'm, I'm in the middle of a draft, is to keep track of the of the timer. When people got to make their picks. I look up the it. injuries as well. That's fair. The That's injuries fair. And you as well, some, the latest. Some, yeah, you do some research in, in between picks. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I do like the no, the no, uh, no electronic, no communication to the outside world. I like that. Good question. I like that, Christian. I like that a lot. Two, four, five, seven, nine, ten, seventeen, eighteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. This is from Alex. Jake, where's Alex from? He's from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Alex asks, he wants us to rank him in full. Gabe Davis? Oh, no, excuse me. That's another question. My apologies. Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, DJ Moore, C.D. Lamb. Full point PPR. All right, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to need that again. Sure. C.D. Lamb. Okay. DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins. All right, so Lamb definitely number one. Hill second. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins. DJ Moore. That is exactly how I have it. CD Lamb, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, DJ Moore. I love CD Lamb this year. Oh, <laughs> I loved I... him last year, and I got a little burnt. To be honest with you, I'm I'm giving him a second chance. I am this close to moving him into my top five. This close. Uh, he's number six for me. I can't put him ahead of those. Are some that that's like proven elite company right there. I'm, I'm sorry. this close to putting him above Devontae. I'm this no. close. 
no, no, that can't happen. I'm not there. I'm not there fully nope, yet, that, but I'm, I'm, I'm no, close. No, no, you can't do it. Oh, I can, and I might. You can't. I you might. can't. Nope, 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 nope. I okay. might. That that becomes silly season. No, no, come on now. That's silly season. Two, four, five, seven, nine, ten, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen. One. One. This is from Travis. Travis is from Lakeland, Florida. Travis asks in half, rank them. Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Damian Harris, David Montgomery. Just all guys I don't really like. Um, Give me your one more time. I think I got it. Okay. Dobbins, number one. Mm-hmm. Montgomery, number two. Antonio Gibson, number three. Josh Jacobs, number four. Damian Harris, number five. I have it in the same order except for the top two. I have it Montgomery, Dobbins, Gibson, Jacobs, Harris. No, I'm actually growing a little bit on Dobbins. Please help me. But um, I like both. I like I like both Montgomery and I, I like I, Dobbins. I read that Montgomery is is not like. Don't be surprised if you see Khalil Herbert taking over. Like he, I, Montgomery's like returning kicks for him right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at, at all because Khalil looked Khalil looked great last year. Arguably better. I I think just the Bears in general. I'm out unless it's Cole Komet. Good man. Good man. We like Cole Komet. One, two, four, five, seven, nine, ten, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen are gone. Sixteen. Sixteen. This is from Billy Jake. Where is Billy from? Shout out to the place I just was. He's from Phillipsburg, St. Martin. Oh, beautiful place. Uh, another rank of question. In full, Gabe Davis, Rashad Bateman, Alan Lazard, and our good friend, Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we have here? We have Lazard, Ayuk, Gabe Davis, Bateman. Bateman. Okay, so number one, Bateman. Number two, Lazard. Number three, Gabe Davis. Number four, Brandon Ayuk. I have Bateman, Davis, Lazard, Ayuk. Davis and Lazard are back to back, and I'm well, very close to I putting Lazard, Lazard. Over, Bate, over over Davis. Yeah, not Bateman. I'm not very there close. Yet. Not Bateman. Not Bateman, not not I, there yet. Let me tell you something. I think Brandon Ayuk might be burning people again this year. That kid looked. That kid, uh, Danny Gray, looked good. He did. For the 49ers. he, he can did. run. How, how, Jake? Let me ask you: How many shares of Brandon Ayuk will you have this year? Not a single one. Good, good. We. Will, I actually kind of like Claypool a little bit more than Ayuk. Now. Oh no! Oh more no! More than Ayuk. Jake, I think. Don't do it. Jake, I think more than Ayuk. Do don't do it. Uh, those two. So the ones that we have left, we have 14, 13, 12, 11, 8, 6, and 3. Let's go with 3. 3. This is from Danny. Danny is from Mexico City, Mexico. Danny asks a very interesting question. Which handcuff right now could you see being the starter for their team by season's end, based on performance? Easy question for me. Okay. I think it's Ramondre Stevenson. That was my original answer, and I, ha- I had another one as well. The, but the other answer that I was going to have is Tyler Algier. 
Yeah, he's not really a handcuff to me, though. That's the only thing with Algier. Right. That's that's why I wasn't sure if I was going to give that as a concrete Well, you answer. could say that about Damian Pierce, but he actually might be the starter. The I think he's going to be the starter. Yeah. Yeah, I- I'm going with Ramondre Stevenson. I think it's his time. Like you could, and you could also say, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker with Rashad Penny, but I think Kenneth Walker's the starter right now. He could be, yes, because Rashad Penny's just not there. And who would have thought Rashad Penny doesn't play? <laughs> yeah, he's already hurt. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But yeah, the answer for me is 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 Ramondre Stevenson. That would be my answer. Me too. I love Stevenson this year. And, where he's going, and I would also say James Cook. Yeah, again, I don't know if that's really like a handcuff situation though. Mm-hmm. Like I think. Stevenson's a true handcuff, whereas if Damian Harris gets hurt, we elevate Stevenson to a top 15 play. Not that I think it's going to happen, but I I, I just want to run this by you. Is it at all possible that we could see A.J. Dillon do that to no. Aaron Jones, where he's the full-time guy? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I, I think Tony think so Bollard either, but... could be the full-time guy the over Zeke. I think that's... Oh, yeah. That could be the one. That could be the one. Maybe, maybe even Ronald Jones in Kansas City. Maybe, maybe I don't think he's a good enough pass catcher though to be uh, any full time. Yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. Six, eight, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen are left. Twelve. Twelve. This is from Derek Jake. They don't. They ask Derek. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Go birds. The best auction pick right now is blank. Uh, Alan Lazard for one dollar. One dollar. I mean that that's that's crap. I mean Damian Pierce for a dollar too. Damian Pierce for a dollar. Yep, terrific. And when you're in an auction league, anybody for a dollar is the best value. Yep. That's I was going. I was going through with one of my buddies. We were going through his uh, his keepers over the weekend for his for his uh, for his auction league, and one of his keepers he has two, which are really which I thought were just outstanding. He has well three. He has Mark Andrews. For eight dollars, he has Jamar Chase for ten dollars, and he has Debo Samuel for one dollar. Yikes! On top of on top of having, it's a it's a super flex. His three quarterbacks he has to choose from every week: Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Aaron Rodgers. That's criminal. Yeah. Yeah. And his second tight end, in case you were wondering, is a guy by the by the name of Kyle Pitts. Honestly, kind of crazy. He pulled off Pitts and Andrews like that and still had enough to like fund like an RB1 and an RB2. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. In a super flex, too, nonetheless. In a super in a super flex auction. Ten men. Uh eight. Oh, come on, bro. Eight man league. Eight. Tell this kid to get in a real freaking league. <laughs> Eight. I, that's the what I say. That? That's what I say. I don't want to hear. I don't. I, I don't do. I don't. I waste my time. With that, that's like the type of kid we laugh at. These kind of kids. He's the. He's the kid ordering steak at Taco Bell. It's like who the hell does that? <laughs> like, <laughs> or or a ham or a hamburger uh, at a at, at Arthur Avenue. For those hamburger. people that are outside of New York, don't know what Arthur Avenue is. A, you need to be cultured. B, it's the place in New York where you get all your Italian food. Arthur Avenue. I think I went to school near an Arthur Avenue. Where in New York is this? Uh, it's in, I think it's in Brooklyn. No, I thought it was in White Plains. There's a white, there's one in White Plains too. It's a really good pizza place there. It's called oh, John's on oh. Arthur Avenue. Oh, my God. Let's yeah, no. Qual, that was my go-to place for a slice. Uh, mm. back, back in the day. Back in the, the really less stressful days. <laughs> 6, 8, 11, 13, 14. Uh, let's go with 11. 
11. This is from Colin. Colin is from Santa Barbara, California. Colin asks, with an emphasis on running backs going early this year, is a zero RB pivot the way to go in drafts? If you do it right, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, if you do it, if you do it right, but so so let's just uh, let's just fantasize this. What would be what would be right? What would be the right way to do it? Let me explain, my friend. Cross my mind. I think you need a tight end somewhere in there. I think Uh you need Andrews or Kelsey. Yeah. For starter. So if you're picking, let's just say, let's go with 12th, because that's kind of like the realistic range for Travis Kelsey. Sure. And I think a a realistic spot, you know, for you to go zero RB as well. Yeah. Like, let's say you start your draft off with Diggs at 12, Kelsey at 13. Yeah. Yeah. 13. Yep, and then you go with let's look at the third round wide receivers here. A one that I really love is Jerry Judy. He's there, yeah. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy is going fifty second overall. I can give you, I can give you the receivers that are going in in and around the thirty five range. So your receivers that you're looking at there are Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf. By the way, do you, you want to puke? With Darnell Mooney? No. Darnell Mooney's going 53rd. Not terrible. Gabe Davis is going 47th overall. Yeah, no. But, yeah, getting That's back to what I said. Criminal. If, if you can land, like, let's just say a random one. I'll, I'll just say Judy just for the sake of the conversation. You get the back-to-back picks. You go Judy, sure. and then you go with. Let's just say DK Metcalf for, for conversation. Yeah. Two guys with really immense upside right there in the prime of their careers. And then in the fifth round, here's my guy right here. You go with Michael Thomas, and then you start really thinking about a running back, in my opinion. You go with like a – I can give you the running backs that are, that are there at around 60th overall. Yeah. So you're looking at J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, Josh Jacobs, uh, Clyde. That's not a terrible group to 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 really choose. But like, if you can get J.K. Dobbins, yes, that's as part of your zero RB. Like, that's fantastic. I would go. I would go with my options of Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, to a lesser extent, Josh Jacobs, because those are the really the starters for their team, mm-hmm. quote unquote. The, the floor is pretty safe in my opinion with those guys. Then yeah. you got to start throwing your darts. You go get your Damian Pierce's, your Tyler Algiers, your James Cooks. Your Ramondre Stevenson's Ramondre Stevenson's. I actually um, think that wouldn't be a bad idea if you're going to go zero RB to go and target both the Patriots backs in Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Cause one of those guys is going to be catching passes. Now that James white is retired. Yeah. Another, another safe one in my opinion also is Melvin Gordon. I think he offers a sure. safe floor where yeah. if you have some PPR glitches on your team. I think Gordon gives you a touchdown and he gets you double digits every week. You're thrilled with that. Um, James Another Cook. one. Yeah, Cook especially. Um, here's an interesting one here. How about Alexander Madison? I like it. Because then, you know, if you need to trade for a running back with with some safe floor you ability. You go right to the Dalvin Cook manager. You go right to the Dalvin Cook manager. Or I, I, I Dalvin Cook's not playing the full season. I, I can tell you that. I do love Dalvin Cook. Don't get me wrong, but he's not playing the full season. He's going to miss like three games minimum. 
you're going to get some boom weeks, even though we have been burned by Alexander Madison before. Uh, not last year, but in some big spots, but you're going to get a top five to 10 play. Yeah. And Alexander Madison for a couple games. Just saying. Yep. I agree. I agree. I think that's a fantastic way to start. And it all goes back to the first question that we answered. If you're go- if you have that strategy set in mind, and people want to give you heat for taking Kelsey early in the second round. Okay. Just let your team do the talking at the end of the day is what I always say. So we have 14, 13, 8, and 6 left. 6. 6. This is from Johnny. Jake, where is Johnny from? He's from Atlanta, Georgia. Johnny asks, rank him 6-point per passing touchdown leagues. Trey Lance, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Rodgers was on that list? Mm-hmm. So we have Rodgers, Wilson, Derek Carr, Trey Lance? Yes. Okay, Six so I would point go... per passing touchdown. Per passing touchdown, give me Rodgers, number one. Number two, give me Trey Lance, but it is very close. Then Russell Wilson, then Derek Carr. Give me Rogers, Lance, Wilson, Carr. I think it's the close. same caveat of Lance and Wilson is very close. With six, if it was four, then I would say Lance, I think. Yeah, I would say. I mean, six point if... per passing touchdown is huge because that yeah, because six point per passing touchdown, where Rogers is basically a lock to throw 38 to 40 touchdowns. Agreed. That that's two hundred points in a Russ... six point per passing touchdown league right there. I think Ross is a lock to throw for th- 35 minimum what do you think? in that like, offense yeah he could be and then you have lance i mean let's say lance is a 20, 25 baseline i think 22 is more of like a i think low 20s for passing and then sure. like eight sure. scores for i guess it kind of evens out and then you get the, ru- the rushing yards okay so maybe lance yeah maybe maybe lance is like a 30 touchdown guy just you know total i think i would be at more peace of mind with russell wilson yeah, just in I case would, Lance I would explodes. Too. Yep. But, and not yeah. to and not to mention, if you just want to play because you feel really good about just having that week one win under your belt, drafting Russell Wilson to then have him play as your last licks Monday night week one, going <laughs> back to Seattle against his old team. Uh, Russell Wilson might throw for five hundred yards and five touchdowns week one. I'm I just love, saying. I love the Russell Wilson Jerry Judy stack this year, and I was big on Cortland Sutton, but I don't like Cortland Sutton missing time in practice, not getting. A chemistry going with Russell Wilson. I don't love that at all. I don't love hearing KJ Hamler is going to be the deep threat mm-hmm. now that Tim Cap. I, I think Judy. I'm leaning with Judy. I like Judy a lot. It's now or never for him, honestly. So a little pivot before we uh, before we get to the last three questions. Uh, Kevin news? Durant. Kevin Durant has responded to re- the the rumors that are going on today about his impending retirement instead of playing for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, God. Hang on. I he has see said, this. and I quote, I know most people will believe unnamed sources over me, but if it's anyone out there that'll listen, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Shit is comical at this point. Ed Tweet. Well, I tell you who's happy about that. Joe Sy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but he's make, he's making life a little bit a little bit a little bit difficult, I would say. Joe Sai is a businessman. I gotta be honest with you, I'm really over this shit. Like just Oh, I would like, be. It's been going on it, for the entire offseason. 
yeah, it's just it makes me think that something would be done right now if something was going to get done. But right. But Joe, Sa, I mean, listen, I tell him straight up, listen, four years, buddy. You're giving me at least one damn year. We can revisit this next summer when Kyrie is a, a free agent again and we don't want him back on a max contract. Then we can think about some things. But uh, if I'm him, I'm telling him, listen, we'll see you in the fall. You, you right. don't want to retire? That's good news because uh, you got a job here. You're not going to give me one damn year of your contract extension? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you in the fall. Calls bluff. Well, that's calls what I tweeted bluff. today, too. I said, calls bluff and tell him we'll see you in the fall. Like, go yeah. ahead, retire. You're 34. Yep. Exactly. 8, 13, 14. 13. 13. This is from Andrew. Andrew is from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Andrew asks, everyone is so nervous about Christian McCaffrey, but should we also be worried about Derek Henry? Henry is older than McCaffrey and is coming off a major injury. Why should I be so confident that Derek Henry is going to be back to being Derek Henry on a team that might be just as bad as the one that McCaffrey is going to be on. I think it's an excellent point. I think it's a stupid point. Why? When has Derrick Henry been hurt before last year? He's had a few hamstring injuries earlier on his career, but recently, recently no. he's he's finally, you know, settled in. Now he's a beast. And when has Christian McCaffrey been hurt in his career? I oh, don't Christian know. McCaffrey's Every freaking year? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is completely unreliable. I'm more so worried about the Titans cutting Derrick Henry's workload a little bit Mm -hmm. to keep him fresh than I am with Derrick Henry getting hurt. And let's not forget this also. Derrick Henry not only broke his foot in a game, but finished the game. Yeah. And then came back to play. Yeah. In the playoffs. Like, this is a rare human being right here. Yeah. I I agree with Andrew's point of being – concerned about Derrick Henry, but does that mean that I'm going to pivot completely and say Henry is undraftable in my eyes? Absolutely not. I want Derrick Henry. I don't want any part of Christian McCaffrey. Now, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, well, guess what, me? You're a fucking asshole. I'm not drafting Christian McCaffrey. I will be drafting Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry is... People, people are going to look stupid, I think, about Derrick Henry. I really do. I think everybody wants to be the guy to say, don't draft Derrick Henry this year. Don't draft him. And I think that's what plays into this whole stigma around Derrick Henry is. Yeah. And I, it doesn't help him either. The Titans are going to be bad. But it is Derrick Henry. Are we sure of that? That division is horrible. The division is horrible. The division is horrible. But it's probably going to require a division winner to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Colts are that much better than them. I don't. I think the Colts' defense is better by a, uh, by a significant amount. I don't know. When they play head-to-heads, anything really seems to happen. I mean, Derrick Henry. That's true. We'll see That's true. And the, Col- and the Colts got. did just completely lay an egg uh, week 18 against I get it. No A.J. Brown, but, it, but A.J. Brown wasn't necessarily reliable for the Titans True. last year. True. 14-18. Uh, 14-8, excuse me. Eight. Eight. This is from Mike. Jake, where's Mike from? Mike is from Miami, Florida. Could this be Mike Gesicki? Oh, good God. Oh, oh, Mike Gesicki. Don't listen to the podcast. Mike asks, in full, rank them. Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones. Swift, Jones, Barkley. That's how I have it. confident about that. That's how I have it. Swift, Jones, Barkley. 
14. This is from Ryan. Ryan is from Reno, Nevada. Ryan asks to close out the mailbag. What are your thoughts on using FAB as trade currency, Jake? I think it's fine, but I think nobody really wants FAB. If like that's why I think it's fine. I, I, I completely agree. I don't think there's any problem with it. I don't think it's a it's a you know a deal breaker. I've never heard of a trade being held up because one yeah. person wants fifteen FAB and the other person wants ten. I've never seen a trade with FAB. I, I've never outlawed it, but I've never seen it actually used in a trade because it's just like what the hell like I've done it. You've done it? I've never I've done it. I traded this is at the end this is at the end of a draft last year. I didn't it was the last pick of the draft. One of my buddies didn't wanted to draft Kadarius Tony for the keeper value. So he just said, I'll you draft Kadarius Tony for me. I'll give you 10 fab. And I'm like, okay. I'm sure fine. he was on waivers within the first four weeks of the season. He was stashed he was stashed in his IR and on his bench. I don't think he started from once. Yeah. Okay, then I can see it. And now he'll probably do the same thing for like a Wandale Robinson because Giants fan, of course. <laughs> oh, silly, brother. silly, silly people. Well, that is it for this edition of the Mailbag. Thank you so much for listening to the Mailbag. Jake and I will be back later this week. We'll be looking at ADP. We're we'll doing a full dive on the ADP. We touched on it a little bit today, but there are some crazy, uh, crazy things going on with the ADP, with the average draft position. So we'll be going over that. Probably the first six or seven rounds we'll be looking at later this week. And then Adam will be back next week on pod. So thank you for listening. For Jake, I'm Bird, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.